All right, Steve-O's, finish with the coffee. Hello, my name's Paulie Herman. I'm from Jersey. Our <laughs> Would you like to touch my monkey? Touch him. Love him. Carol! Why does everybody think I'm the homo gang? The present married to Jackie Kennedy? I have no idea, Pat. Was he not tall? What are you eating? I stick my hands under my arms and then I smell my fingers like that. Why is canteen boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking either. You like it, you silly. Now get off the shed! Get off the shed! Get off the damn shed! Now we're back! You like it, the juice? You like it, the juice? I just opened a can like five minutes ago. I didn't even think. Like, I could have waited and had a can opening. Oh shit, you didn't start podcasting without me, did you? Yeah, I was podcasting with Nate about other movies. Oh no. Alright, welcome to Saturday Night Jive and our award-winning segment, And We're Back, where we take a deep dive into the lifespan of an SNL recurring character. This week, it's a hodgepodge of Schneider. We've talked about doing the Richmeister, but there's like fucking 19 Richmeister sketches. So instead, we're doing a collection of Schneider sketches that only had two appearances. And Still counts as recurring, but doesn't count as uh, ad nauseum. And I just want to throw this out there. We, yeah, we talked about, like, oh, we can't do the Richmeister. Even, like, splitting it in two, that's, like, fucking, you know, what? You know, 10, 11 episodes? Or sketches? But I feel like this is worse, because it's like we're choosing... Because, like, you, you, you could have just done two of them. You could have done the orgasm guy and the sensitive naked guy. Or you could have done the sensitive naked guy and the Greek guys. You did all of them, plus fucking Hitler. I, I just, I feel like... And the out-of-Africa store owner. Oh, and the and the out-of-Africa... I fucking didn't even remember that one. I'm just saying there's... We're doing it to ourselves, and that almost makes it feel worse to me. Well, we have nine sketches to watch uh, from a classic era of SNL. This is my era of SNL. This is when I was staying up late to watch it. When I was fucking digging me in some Comedy Central reruns, I was all about Rob fucking Schneider back in 1993, 94. Yeah, you were a dumb fucking kid. Uh, <laughs> I do you didn't like Rob Schneider? I, you know what? I've never hated Rob Schneider, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, I'm playing it up a little bit for the episode because I don't think I'm going to like a lot of these sketches. But I don't know. I've always found him mostly... Charming is probably too hard, but maybe affable. He's fine. He's perfectly fine. I mean, he's slightly annoying, and that's kind of his shtick, too. So, like, sometimes it's... Schneider's weird, because sometimes when I'm, like, in in Schneider, I'm like, oh, no, I don't like this at all. But then when I think back of Schneider, I'm like, you know what? Like, he was kind of charming in Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. Well, the problem is, too, he's become, like, a fucking Trumpy piece of shit. And he was That's in, true. I believe, both of uh, the Shamwell Guys movies. Well, yeah. I mean, when I'm watching the Shamwell Guys movies, I'm not like, you know who I love? Rob Schneider. No, I'm not thinking about loving anyone. I'm only thinking about hating myself and the world. And also, I don't know if, how much of real Rob you watched. 
But I, I watched zero. <laughs> I watched a couple episodes of it just to give it a chance. Shouldn't have. Uh, but I'm saying is what he's become has kind of, for, at least for me, sullied what he once was, which wasn't even great to begin with. So it's not like he had like a lot of ways to go. But yeah, he, he mean, went in the know, wrong direction. Yeah, you know, Schneider was never my favorite, but he had some good stuff on SNL. I'll give him credit where credit's due. Will we like any of these sketches that we have on tap for today? That I'm unsure of. I know I'll get a kick out of the You Like of the Juice guys, and that that Rob Schneider as Hitler sketch is honestly pretty funny, if I remember correctly. I've never seen that or heard of that sketch, so yeah, that'll be a a completely new one for me. The other ones, though, which are, I I would say, the more centrally Schneider-esque sketches, like, I already know the jokes of all of them. I don't even remember the sketch. I mean, I, I remember them in the abstract, but I, it's been years since I've seen any of them. But I know exactly how all of them are going to go. That's the problem. It's like, I I feel like I'm just doomed to, like, find these mediocre sketches. and I, I, like, Are they even going to be interesting to talk about in retrospect? I don't think so. Uh, they will be, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get plenty of things to say about the sensitive naked man. So to set this episode up, uh, we are watching both uh, incarnations of the sensitive naked man both incarnations of Out of Africa, both incarnations of Hub's Heroes, both incarnations of Orgasm Guy, and then a little bonus clip at the end. Uh, I threw in the sketch where Rob Schneider plays Hitler. Oh, and I and before we start, I did just want to say, uh, I want to kind of apologize for last week's episode. I feel like I wasn't at my A game. I don't know if you noticed anything. Um, I just thought it was the movie. I didn't think it was anything on your end. Well, it was I just also, thought we had nothing to say about Surf Ninjas. A little behind-the-scenes trivia for that episode. I had to take, like, two shits in the middle of it. Uh, yes. Well, no, you haven't listened to the episode, but I did include those. Okay, good. Well, between one and two, it was, like, the second part of the first shit, and I was like, I think a second one's coming. So, like, I gotta rush this along. Oh, fuck, like, we gotta talk more about Leslie Nielsen's fucking cyborg arm i don't care i just need to go take another shit and so i feel like i was rushing it and i just i wasn't i wasn't giving the movie its due it didn't have much due to give to it but i feel like i wasn't doing my job as a podcaster to be as entertaining as i could have been uh, well i have edited that podcast already and uh i can say with 100 percent certainty i have nothing else to say about surf ninjas how long <laughs> is that we covered is, it all is that like a five minute long podcast what the fuck uh, I think it's like a 51. All right, but let's start this. And we're back with a trip to 1992, February 8th to be exact. The episode hosted by Susan Day with musical guest CNC Music Factory. Susan Day in the 90s? She was on LA Law. Oh, okay. Yes, I know that because the cold opening of this episode is an LA Law parody. Because she was on like... Wasn't she on, like, Partridge Family or something like that? Uh, yes, she was famous on the Partridge Family, and then she got famous again on L.A. Law, and then has never been heard from again. But she did host the February 8th, 1992 episode, and that episode is notorious because it introduced the world to a little Rob Schneider character named The Sensitive Naked Man. And now, The Sensitive Naked Man. So how have you been? Have you been okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Wait a minute. Something's wrong. 
I can tell. No, I'm doing great, really. What's troubling you, Kathy? Nothing, nothing. Hey, come on. I can always tell when something's bothering you. Well, if you really want to know, is that you're not wearing any clothes. Then it really creeps me out. Hey, come on. What's really bothering you? I told you. It's your nakedness. You never, ever wear clothes. Ever. It's really disturbing. And I think I'd really prefer it if you, like, went home and put something on. If you think I'm leaving before I find out what's really bothering you, you're crazy. Would you just put, like, a towel on or something? Hey, we're talking about everything except what's really bothering you, aren't we? Sure, I could put on a towel or borrow your bathrobe, but we're not going to find out what's really bothering you until you can talk about it. Okay, and we're back. Okay, let me let me tell you the problem with the format of our podcast. We are ostensibly critiquing a comedy bit here, and because you can't see my face, you can't just see how utterly not amused and stone-faced I am right now after just watching the fucking Naked Man sketch. Uh, that was kind of nothing. Uh, it all built up to Rob Schneider's ass, and... I mean, I was going to say that's the only joke in the sketch. It's not the only joke in the sketch. I think it's a a decently written sketch. It's not the most hilarious thing, but I think it was decently written. Well, I I am curious about a couple things. You mentioned decently written, but like, how did this play in the reading? Because like, obviously, Rob Schneider's not naked. Well, maybe he is. I guess I like because if you read this, other than him being naked, the dialogue isn't funny. The funniness or the hypothetical on-paper funniness is the juxtaposition between him being naked and the things he's saying and that are being said to him. But if you're just trying to, like, pitch this in the room, did he drop Trow to do it? Did that is that what sold it? Or did he I just mean, read this straight? Possibly, but what's, what's a little... I was gonna say... I was gonna say genius, but I think that's too big of a word. Uh, what's smart about this sketch is that it tells you the joke right away in a title card. Like, as soon as you see the title card, today's episode, The Sensitive Naked Man, and then you see Rob Schneider naked talking sensitively, you're like, oh, yeah, no, I I already know what the sketch is. So they can just do that for two minutes, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I, I totally get the concept of this. And see, they, the show did that a lot. I mean, that's why I loved the, the 90s era of SNL when they have, would have theme songs to set up characters, because it's like, oh, now I get your joke. See, I actually had the exact opposite thought. I because I thought this show, this sketch needed like just a little bit of an introduction where it's like Kevin Nealon and somebody else talking and going like, "Hey, uh, is uh, Mitch coming over? Yeah, Mitch is coming. Is he a little weird? I, I don't know. What do you? Why do you think he's weird? Uh, just you know the way he dresses, and then he comes in completely naked, and then you see the sensitive naked man. I thought it needed Maybe. something like that. I don't know. I just I liked how it just set it up straight, and I th- bet you in the read through, it's like. You have uh, Lauren or whoever's doing the stage directions going, the sensitive naked man. And then you can, I guess they would have to imagine Schneider naked. But yeah, that's the, you know, you already said it, but the comedy comes from he's, he's saying just matter of fact, dry things while he's completely naked. 
And also Susan Day questions the fact that he's naked, but he seems to not be oblivious to it, but uh, matter of fact about it. He he doesn't seem to have any problem with his nudity. And that, I don't, okay, this is also a problem I had with the sketch. And I was chastising myself for overthinking it in the moment. But I'll throw it to you and tell me, and I, you'll probably accuse me of the same thing. He's not sensitive. He's. I think he's very sensitive. He's sensitive to her feelings. No, he's not. Because he keeps asking what's wrong, and she keeps telling him point blank, what's wrong is you're naked. And he keeps denying her feelings. He keeps saying, no, it's got to be something else. No, it's got to be something else. Clearly, you couldn't have a problem with B being naked. He's essentially mansplaining her emotions to her. Well, no, but it is something else, because then she breaks down and tells a story about breaking her mother's music box and never telling her that she did it before she died, and that's what she's really sad about. It wasn't about the nakedness. Yes, I know that in the context of the sketch itself, but I'm thinking more in the meta context of Rob Schneider wrote this sketch and is a misogynistic piece of shit, as we now know, so he wrote it as, this is what I think a sensitive man is. I'm going to just believe what I believe about a woman's emotions, and then I'll turn out to be right. Well, no, I think the character of the sensitive naked man is so sensitive to this woman's emotions that he can see right through her. When she says, I'm upset that you're naked, he knows that she's not upset that he's naked. There's some, something lying underneath the surface. See, I feel like it would have worked better if he would have accepted her answer and then tried to justify it in some way that like, would have almost swayed her to his side. Like, yeah, okay, you're uncomfortable by my nakedness, but here's why it's the most natural thing in the world. And, you know, that, and tries to turn it around and through his, his empathy with her sort of kind of figures out a way to do that rather than just denying that that's what it is. Yeah, no, nah, I think that would ruin your comedy sketch. <laughs> now I do think you're overthinking it. Yes, if you were writing a uh, a PSA on how to treat women uh, emotionally, this probably isn't the way to do it. But it's about <laughs> but a I sensitive naked man. For. <laughs> he is sensitive. He's a very sensitive naked man. I don't know. I I didn't get sensitive. I got almost kind of boorish. Uh, is there anything else about sensitive? I didn't. I I started to take notes about sensitive naked man, but I all I the only note I took. Just says sensitive naked man. So, well, and then, well, I guess we talked about that already. The one other thing, and I'm I'm deconstructing this to the point where I can't imagine I'm going to have anything to say about the second sensitive naked man sketch. But the practicality of doing this in front of a live audience, because obviously you're also doing like the you know the cropping very selectively, so you're not seeing his dick, but you do see his ass at the end. And it's that's like a punchline where it's almost like the audience, which is a live audience, is seeing his ass for the first time, even though I'm assuming he's wearing like a body sock or something for the live actual performance. Yeah, I, I thought maybe he was wearing like a G-string, but when he turns around and see and shows his ass, uh, you don't see any like, you know, uh, thong or anything like that. So, But he's probably wearing some kind of, you know, giblet pouch, I guess. <laughs> And the way he's staged is he's always facing forward. Like, we're introduced and he's holding a book in front of his crotch, and then he sits down and he gives Susan Day the book uh, that was covering his crotch. So they've only seen him head on. So I think maybe the studio audience hadn't seen his ass until until the we saw his ass. But doesn't that ruin the, the live reaction if you see the fact that he's not actually naked? He's got a crotch a sock on? 
Well, they still see the ass. The ass still gets the punchline because it got a reaction. The audience laughed loudly when they showed his ass. See, but what I'm getting at is I feel like they should have done more sort of creative staging and done me like the Austin Powers bit where he's, you know, walking in front of stuff that's covering his dick. I feel like they should have done something like that. Yeah, that's where I thought it was going to go, because it's been a while since I've seen it. I was like, oh, do they do a lot of like he hides behind a plant or something and they cover his his wiener in creative ways? But they don't. And I don't think it needed that. I guess I didn't love the sketch, but I liked it. Yeah, I just, I was not on board with this. I mean, I didn't hate it. it. It wasn't like Uncle Roy levels of sleazy. But, you know, I just... By the way, didn't I mean, we establish... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it's slowly paced and, you know, it's not... You know, the way it's written, because he's just speaking sensitively, there's no real jokes in it. You know, it's, just, it's you know, it's more of like a, uh, I wasn't going to say, I was almost going to say dramatic, but not dramatic, just, you know, a dry sketch until you get Rob Schneider's ass at the end. And also, I, and maybe, again, this is me sort of allowing what I know about Rob Schneider today to pollute my thinking of this, but like, he strikes me as even at this time, the kind of guy who probably would would look derisively at a sensitive, not necessarily a sensitive naked man, but a sensitive man. This was a 90s thing, the sort of the soft, PC, liberal, sensitive man, the the male feminist. That's sort of when this, that kind of started, or at least kind of came to cultural prominence. And I feel like even back then, before he was like full on right wing, he would have made fun of that kind of character. And I feel like this maybe only works if you're somebody that actually kind of like agrees with that kind of modern sensitivity? Like, if this was like an Al Franken sketch, I feel like it might have made more sense to me. I don't know. I don't think the joke was ever on his sensitivity. I don't know. He seems like kind of like, almost like a parody of a, a you know, a mealy-mouthed, you know, super sensitive PC 90s guy. No, he's kind of like a like a psychiatrist almost, or a therapist. I think you're focusing too much on the sensitive. And less so on the naked. I think that was the initial joke. I don't think the joke was, hey, let's take the sensitive culture down a peg. I think the joke was, wouldn't it be funny if I showed my ass on live television? Well, I would argue the sensitivity is more crucial to his character. The fact that he's naked is, yes, I guess a factor of his personality that he walks around naked, but they never explore that. They explore his sensitivity, but like nobody questions, like, why are you naked? Well, maybe they will in the second installment of The Sensitive Naked Man. They better, because otherwise, what's the point? Are you ready to take a trip back to, uh, oh, the same season? This is the season finale of season 17, hosted by Woody Harrelson. And from May 16th, 1992, the day after my 10th birthday, we got our second installment of The Sensitive Naked Man. Come on, Bonilla, hit a homer! Dad, I'm embarrassed to be seen with you! Let me tell you something, buddy. My dad used to embarrass me, too. I tell you, I thought he was so dumb and corny. He used to wear these stupid bow ties everywhere. Dad! Come on, Maggie, and do something good. Right over here. Dad, the other kids make fun of you because you never wear any clothes. They call you names like Moody. And butt naked. <laughs> and the Raisin Man wore his cheeks. <laughs> and Cracky. And Sacky. Scott, you just say the word and Mom and I will take you out of that school and find one where kids aren't so cruel. And we're back. 
Improvement or non-improvement? I, okay, no. I, I, I know. It wasn't an improvement. I don't think it was a downgrade. I feel like it was a lateral move. Lateral move? I was thinking improvement at the beginning, because I liked how he was oblivious about his nakedness. I liked that as the joke, as the kid was like, I'm embarrassed to be with you. And he's like, yeah, I used to be embarrassed of my dad. Um, but then it just got into nothing. I was just kind of zoned out in the last like minute and a half. And then Rob Schneider's ass came on again. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. Well, now I've already seen it. Well, the problem with this sketch is it forgets. It's sort of the opposite problem of the original one, where the, the original focuses on his sensitivity as a juxtaposition of his nakedness, whereas this one stops. It's just about how he's a naked man in public. Yeah. And I don't, and I don't know what to make it better. Because at the end, Kevin Nealon throws a beer on his head because he's like, hey, naked guy, put on some clothes. And I think maybe if there was more of that, if there was more reactions to his nakedness, because everyone else is kind of complicit in it as well. Like, well, no one reacts when he sits down naked. It's hard for me to grasp the nature of this world where, yeah, Kevin Nealon is doing, I mean, yeah, you maybe don't throw beer on a person regardless, but like, he's got the rational response of, there shouldn't be a naked man here with a small child. <laughs> and then the cops come in and they have the same reaction, whereas they assume that he's the one they need to take away and not Kevin Nealon, even though technically Kevin Nealon's the one that committed the crime. I'm assuming... They wouldn't have let Rob Schneider in here naked if nudity, public nudity was a crime in this world. I know, that breaks the reality when they're like, okay, naked man, you come with us, we're arresting you, presumably for being naked. But how the fuck did he get in the stadium? Well, that's the thing, some of these people have the proper reaction, but most of the people are like, yeah, naked man, what of it? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, and I think maybe there was avenues to go for comedy there, but, um, I mean, yeah, again, once again, I didn't hate it, didn't love it. Thought it was okay. I did think it was uh, an interesting choice to have an actual child actor be his son rather than... I guess they couldn't do, like, a, another cast member because Rob Schneider would be playing the kid of in any other sketch because he's the shortest cast member. Right. Have, like, Chris Farley play his kid. <laughs> but that would have made it so much fucking better. I like that kid actor. I, I looked up on SNL archives to see if they listed his name, but they do not, so I have no idea who that child is. I did think it was kind of cute that he he started laughing when he was saying all the Rob Schneider nicknames like Sacky and Cracky. And you could see he was giggling because he was saying those words. And yes, but what, and what I will say, though, is he was better at fighting through his breaking than Jimmy Fallon ever was. Yeah, <laughs> this kid's a fucking professional. That's why. But yeah, I liked him. I, I, I'd i like to see more of him, preferably in sketches or, or things that didn't have Rob Schneider in them. Uh, well, speaking of things that have Rob Schneider in them. No, I was talking wait, about things that, that don't have Rob Schneider in them. Don't, I oh, said. Oh, well, shit. Well, then you're not going to like the next 20 minutes, because we're going to watch more Rob Schneider. Fucking 20 minutes. We're... It's 30 minutes. Fuck you. Uh, yeah, and, okay, these next two, um, I... If there was any one I, I thought about not including, it was these next two. Uh, this is from Season 19, Episode 1, hosted by Charles Barkley, the premiere of Out of Africa. Wait a minute, wait, wait. No one was making you put these on here. Oh, I, I, know, I considered I... taking them off. Then just do it. That's your choice. Well, I mean, now I regret it, but when I was making the video, I was like, oh, well, I said I was going to include them. Oh, yeah. You fuck, I don't want to break my promise to the listeners. 
<laughs> and I also didn't watch these sketches. Like, I just clipped them and put them on the thing. So I'm watching them fresh. So this is the first time I've seen Out of Africa in many a year. So let's get into Out of Africa Store Owner, I believe is the character's name. And this is his first appearance. Yeah, this is kind of neat. What is it? Oh, it's from New Guinea. It's a ceremonial spirit box. Wow, that's cool. What do you do with it? You put your weed in there. <laughs> oh, thank, thank you. This is neat. Is this from South America? You bet. That's the Yanamanu ancestor idol from Brazil. It's carved from deer bone. They only make one every seven years. It's really rare. What do you use it for? You put your weed in here. <laughs> okay. No problem. Where's this from? Oh, it's from Borneo. It's for a Sulawesi puberty ritual. It symbolizes the journey into adulthood. Really? Yeah, and you put your weed in here. So this has actually been used in puberty rituals? Yeah, and you put your weed in there. Yeah. Thanks. No problem. And we're back. Was it worth it, George? Remember the catchphrases of 90s SNL, like, uh, isn't that special, and swing, and you put your weed in there? Okay, before we even get to this sketch, I, maybe I, did I talk about this in the previous episode? I, because I was thinking, like, this character, I think he pe- appeared in a Rob Schneider movie. But I'm wrong. Well, I'm not wrong, I'm right. But it's not this character, it's this character played by Adam Sandler. I believe in the hot chick, Adam Sandler plays the you-can-put-your-weed-in-there guy. <laughs> and that's where they get the idol that swaps their bodies. <laughs> I've never seen the hot chick. Yeah, this, I got nothing on this. I can't believe they brought this back. The only thing I have, it's it's half a, it's barely a sketch. It's not even a sketch, it's a line. David Spade comes up with an African artifact, he goes, what's this? Rob Schneider goes, you can put your weed in there. Ellen Cleghorn comes up with an African artifact. She says, what's this? He goes, you can put your weed in there. Chris Farley comes in with an African artifact. What's this for? Put your weed in there. Put your weed in there. Put your weed in there. That's the punchline to every joke. And then Charles Barkley comes in and finds some weed and then get arrested. Like, there's, it's not even a punchline. The punchline is he, he likes weed. <laughs> that was the setup. What this was, and I'm, oh, I'm, I'm like 99% certain. Rob Schneider went to one of these places, met a guy who seemed like he was probably high, went to buy a thing, and the guy went, you know, you could put your weed in there. And he was like, that's a sketch. Yeah, no, and it wouldn't be, uh, like, I I wouldn't be upset about it if I didn't have to watch another one just now. (laughs) The only way it'll justify itself is if the next one's set in, like, the future, and it's like, what is this you know, humanoid monkey skull from the apocalypse. Well, you could put your weed in there. Like, something so fucking crazy <laughs> that it just, like, completely obliterates the original sketch. Uh, I don't know, but I guess we'll find out. Yeah, um, we could talk more about the you could put your weed in there guy after this, because well, no, I just want to get it over Sorry, with. I have two other things. One, uh, can, we, can we save it until after we watch the second one? I, I don't know if they'll apply to the second sketch. All right, okay, go ahead. Because the first one is just the prop game. The fact that they had to come up with all of these props and all the shit in the background, like the set design for such a simplistic, like ridiculously shallow sketch, 
Like, it made me feel bad for the prop designers of Saturday Night Live. That's true. There is a bunch of crazy shit hanging off the walls of this store. And then the only other thing I had is uh, Charles Barkley comes in uh, as a cop. And he's like, hey, is that your, your car outside? And he's like, I don't have any weed. And then he's like, oh, no, your lights were on and I turned them off for you. Did he break into his car to turn his lights off? Well, I'm guessing this dude stoked stone. He left his windows open and probably his car running. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, all right. So let's jump forward to, oh my God, that was episode one of season 19. This is episode five of season 19. Season 19 is a very shitty season. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it had two fucking weed guy sketches, so. In five episodes, this guy... Okay, so luckily this is the final one, but this is from the episode hosted by Christian Slater. Here we go. Out of Africa, number two. How you doing? Hey, you sold me this thing last week. Right, a Papuan funeral mask. Yeah, but I put my weed in there, I can't get it out. <laughs> Whoa, I think you better talk to our customer service guy. Alan! Hey, what's up, man? This guy can't get his weed out of there. Let me take a look here. Oh, no wonder, man. It's completely full of weed. I mean, how much weed did you put in there? Yeah, as much as it'll hold. You gotta use common sense. We always tell our customers, if you think you put too much weed in there, you probably did. Yeah. <laughs> you were jamming weed in there like you had some kind of Tamalese harvest idol. What'd you expect? <laughs> we're gonna have to keep this overnight to get the weed out. <laughs> Okay, thanks a lot. And we're back. I will say I did get some Stockholm laughter out of that one. And I can definitely imagine that this was one where Christian Slater was like, yeah, I saw the Charles Barkley episode. I loved the weed guy. Can I get in on that? I mean, I will say in terms of just what I would expect from any second version of a sketch, there is some variation. The idea of the guy who put his weed in there and has to get it out. That was very uh, that was very funny. Tim Meadows coming. <laughs> I put my weed in here, and now I can't get it out. Well, you put too much weed in there. And the phone call of the one sided conversation of uh huh uh huh. No, you put your weed in there. I don't know. That was around the time where I was like, all right, it's it's getting to the point of like again Stockholm laughter. Like I know what's coming. Just say you put your weed in. Okay, he said it. He said it. And then he says it like the fifth time, and I'm like. Did I laugh at that, like, legitimately, or did it just break me down? Well, what took me out of it was there were several points in this one where they literally just go, weed, weed. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I, I, if That's where you get to, like, okay, this is maybe based on a real guy Rob Schneider met, to this is what I think all of these dirty hippies are. Like, I'm getting, like, I don't know. Like again, I'm applying like my political understanding of Rob Schneider to this, like that this is some kind of like bromide against people who use drugs. Like they're just like so obsessed with weed that they just say weed all the time. Well, I mean they are. Anyone who's smoking pot loves to talk about how high they are, and like yes, people who smoke weed usually have one area of interest in conversation, and it's weed. <laughs> I know, and I, I know, I understand that. There are people that just, they make their entire personality about weed. But I don't know. I think most people who smoke weed just smoke weed and don't talk about it. I always get embarrassed when I do, when I'm high and I have to go like, hey guys, I'm really high right now. It's like, well, I don't... And then I think back and I'm like, oh, they didn't give a shit. 
Well, and I I want to point out one other thing, and this this applies to the previous sketch, and I I feel like it'll almost certainly apply at least to the orgasm guy sketch sketches. You know how normally when you have recurring characters, and you mentioned this like oh they brought it back five episodes later, you know how like normally like like when the rich meister came on, I imagine there was a, a cheer of recognition. It's like oh the rich meister, we've liked that the last three times. Here's number four. Ah, oh, there's that rich meister. Even if you don't like him, you go ah. Nobody makes a fucking sound when the weed-in-here guy or the sensitive naked man comes out for the second time. Nobody's like, oh, I loved that last time, I'm gonna love it again. Well, I mean, do you think do you think people remembered it? But Richmeister did take off. I remember watching these episodes of SNL and just, like, the second Richmeister, people were like, holy fuck! I feel like... A lot of them, like, like it's Pat, you know? Like, the second time it's Pat came around, people were like, oh, I remember that, great. Or, you know, fucking the cheerleaders. You know, and I wasn't a big fan of either of those sketches, but I I get it, you know? People like it, they recognize it, you hear an audible, oh, of recognition. This is like, what the fuck is this? Really? It's a sec- Like, somebody whispers, oh yeah, they, I saw this last time, they did it before. Really? Like, you you get a silence of, of incredulity that this is even a thing. Yeah, no, there's no recognition. I don't I don't think the out-of-Africa store owner took off as well as the Richmeister did. And obviously, because that was our final appearance. And, uh, yeah, I'm good riddance to the, <laughs> you put your weed in there guy. Any other uh, comments on you, the put, you put your weed in there guy? I wish I would have known beforehand or remembered the thing about the hot chick and made you take that scene but i guess you could probably track it down now and put it here like a clip of it but like we should have watched that as well as the the mythical third sketch oh check this out oh yeah that's beautiful it's actually a model of the prison on robin island where nelson mandela was held for 27 years oh before the collapse of apartheid of course yeah, it came out pretty hate-free, though, you know, ready to heal. Went on to become the president of South Africa after that, after they freed him, of course, sure. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize this, but you can put your weed in there. It's it's on my wheel of options, because I've never seen it. It's terrible. I don't want to watch it again. It's just gay panic oh, well. from beginning to end. What? What's this you say? Uh, all right, so let's move on. To the next Rob Schneider character. This isn't totally Schneider. This has got Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, and Robert Smigel in it as well. You may know their catchphrase from 336 episodes of this podcast. It's the you like of the juice, And I feel like this is not a cheat, but like this almost feels like sacrilege that we're lumping this in as a Rob Schneider recurring character sketch. This is its own thing. This feels dirty to me. Well, he's the main guy, as you'll see. Um, I think Rob Schneider... No, no, uh, Robert Smigel's the main guy. Uh, no, Schneider has, does most of the he- uh, has most of the lines. If you if we counted how many times you like it, a juice is said in these sketches, I bet you Schneider says it more than anyone else. Mm, I don't know. Well, let's get let's get to it. It counts. Uh, all right, from season eighteen, episode seventeen, hosted by Jason Alexander. It's the first appearance of Hub's Euros. Here's my friend. Yeah, uh, hi. <laughs> yes, how can I do? Um, I was wondering, can I get uh, a little more juice for the sandwich? You like it, the juice, eh? <laughs> yeah, you know. 
The juice is good, eh? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh... <laughs> I get you more juice. Okay, great, thanks. Ilias, more juice for the gyro. What? For who? Right here. You like the juice, eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah. Juice is very good, eh? Yeah, no, it is, it is, it is, uh, good stuff. <laughs> more juice! What? Right. More juice for the gyro. We like, like the juice. Juice is good. Very good. So good. They're getting you the juice, my friend. Ah, oh, great. Here is your juice. Oh boy. <laughs> okay. You enjoy the juice. Oh, I will. Mm -hmm. I will. <laughs> yes, my friend. Yeah. Hi. Um, you like gyro? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's good. With the juice. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yes. very good, very good. More juice? No, no, no. I, uh, I just like some uh, some ketchup for my fries. You like the ketchup, huh? Excuse me. Uh, yes, my friend. Can you show me where the bathroom is? You like to go to the bathroom, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, my friend. Uh, would you mind um, ending this sketch? You like the sketch to end, huh? Yeah, yeah, I would. The sketch is, is too long, huh? <laughs> yeah. The same thing over and over, huh? Yeah, right, right. I ended the sketch for you. <laughs> okay. And we're back. Okay. You were right. It was a Rob Schneider-centric sketch. I don't know where what Mandela effect had me thinking that Rob, Robert Smigel was the star of this. Well, I would not be surprised if this was a Rob, uh, a Rob Smigel written sketch. Um, I, I'm okay. conflicted. Do we I'm need very, to... very conflicted. Do we need to change? To do we need to change how we begin every episode of this podcast now? No, no, no. Because I'm, like I said, I'm conflicted. This is either the worst sketch of SNL history or the best worst sketch of SNL history, and I do not know why. Because you like a juice. It's a purposefully bad catchphrase, and they say it over and over and over again. I think it's only fitting that it starts every episode of this podcast because it's just quintessential. Terrible Saturday Night Live. And that's what we dabble in, is bad SNL. So the fact that we start every episode reminding people that there was a sketch where they said, you like a juice, over and over and over again, is the best thing we can do for the public. And I share your internal conflict, because you say that it's a, it's a purposely bad catchphrase with the degree of self-awareness, and obviously it gets really meta at the end, but like just the 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 nature of the entire premise of the sketch is that whoever wrote it, whether it be Rob Smigel, I'm, I I would be willing to bet that as well, probably knows that Saturday Night Live, especially in this era, has a lot of really shitty catchphrases. This feels like somebody wrote this because they heard "swing" like twenty times, and they were like, "If I hear "swing" one more fucking time, I'm gonna kill myself. What do I do?" What's the worst thing I can think of? Uh, you like it a juice. Yeah. Uh, and, and this, for SNL history, <laughs> this is the tail end of season 18. Season 20 is like, 
That's the Paul Riser. That's where, like, everybody gets fired. For my money, season 19 is worse. Because, <laughs> like, Phil Hartman's still there, and it sucks. So it's like, oh, I wish Phil Hartman wasn't in this sucky thing. But it starts, like, at the very tail end of season 18. And you could probably point to the You Like of the Juice guys as, like, the beginning of the end. Like, Dana Carvey's already left. You know, so there's no more Wayne's World. There's no more Church Lady. It's like, we're starting to hit the skids. And You Like of the Juice is, like, just the fucking gateway of, yeah, no, the show's gonna suck next season. And yet, as I'm watching this sketch, specifically towards the end, when it gets really weird and meta, it was actually when Tim Meadows came in and was like, can I use the bathroom? Like, you like it to use the bathroom. <laughs> you, you like it the bathroom. <laughs> can I tell you the completely sincere, unironic thought I had watching this? Yeah, I, I suppose. I'll allow it. Why didn't these guys ever get a movie? Because <laughs> we live in a world where Night at the Roxbury and The Ladies' Man exist, where It's Pat got a movie. I mean, I feel like they should have made a movie set in this Greek restaurant. I, You know what? <laughs> I might have loved that. If it existed. Uh, So for anyone who hasn't seen Hub's Euros, I always say Euros. They say it Giros and Giros in this sketch. But Hub's Euros, it's the you like of the juice guys. Jason Alexander comes in. Can I get more juice for my Giro? You like it a juice. Can I get more ketchup for my fries? You like it a ketchup. Tim Meadows comes in. Can I use the bathroom? You like it going to the bathroom, man. (laughs) Then David Spade comes in at the end and goes, yeah, can we just end this stupid sketch? You wanted the sketch to end, huh? You don't like it, a sketch? Oh, we cut it to G.E. Smith now. Which, that surprised me, because I, I didn't remember that going into this, but I kind of remembered it as it was happening. Like, oh, I, yeah, they, it ended in this weird kind of meta joke. But I'm surprised that didn't happen in the second version of this sketch. They've already done it once, and now they're going to get meta in the second one. I'm surprised that this... This sketch ends with a degree of self-awareness of, we know this is bad, knowing full well they're going to fucking do it again. I know, and that was season 18, episode 17. They make their second and final appearance in season 18, episode 20, the season finale. So just three episodes later, they're like, hey, remember that sketch that was so bad we ended it by saying this sketch is really bad? Why don't we do that again? <laughs> and it's like, because they anticipated that the audience would hate it, and rightly so if they're talking about me. Uh, but, like, I guess, how, how do, well, that's, I guess, something we can talk about with these recurring sketches. How they sort of gauge what they think might catch on for a, a potential second sketch or potential recurring sketch. Like, what do you think the metric was where they thought, oh, we should do that again? Is it is it all personal? Or is it like... We just thought it was funny and want to do it again. Is it like word on the street? Like they went out the next day and everybody was talking about the you got the you like of the juice guys. How do you think they come to that determination? Uh, well, I don't know because it's bizarre that this repeated because there weren't a lot of laughs in the sketch. The audience was fairly quiet during the you like of the juice guys, and you would think they would only bring something back if there was a big reaction. This got no reaction. And they, it's already, it's purposefully audience punishing. They know this is a terrible sketch. At the end of the sketch, they say, this sketch sucked, right? And then they fucking do it again. But if you repeat something over and over and over and over again, it will eventually get in someone's head. So I would not be surprised 
if fucking Lauren Michaels walked out on New York City streets and they're like, hey, you like of the juice, Lauren? And then he's like, hey, uh, I'm really hearing some good stuff about the you like of the juice guys. Well, because like that's the only thing it could be because this was pre-social media. Like now, like how does this shitty sketch get popular enough to merit? Oh, it, it became a TikTok sensation or whatever the fuck. You know, like it makes sense now at least with social media. Here, I don't know what the fuck why did they think it's Pat was good? Except they, or did they just want to will it into existence? Like, was that the idea of just like, yeah, you do it enough, people will like it. We're gonna fucking tell them what they're gonna like. We're gonna shove it up their ass. You're gonna like the juice. <laughs> well, speaking of liking the juice, so wait, all right. Before we watch the the final, you like the juice, guys. Did you like the juice? <laughs> okay. Well, if you're talking about actual. Fucking and I say gyro. I know that's wrong, but I say it wrong on purpose. I love gyros. I love gyro juice. I get them all the time. There's a good gyro place, a, a food truck right next to my house that I go to. But if we're talking about this sketch, and again, I'll talk about. I talked about this with the 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 put your weed in it guy, it, and I never thought about it until I watched it just now. But it feels like the writer was at a Greek restaurant. The Greek guy behind the counter, he wanted some more juice, oh, yeah. and he went, you like it a juice? And he went, that's a sketch. Absolutely. How many Saturday Night Live sketches are just, I had a mildly amusing anecdote, let's try to make that a sketch. Oh, well, I, I was listening to uh, Dana Carvey and David Spade's podcast, and Dana Carvey was talking about Ching Chang, and he's like, yeah, no, okay, uh, you know, it was a guy I knew that I would base that character off of, and, you know, it was meant to be sweet. So, yeah, no, he, he just knew a Ching Chang in real life and put him on the show. I mean, I don't believe that. I feel like that's like post hoc reasoning of like, I want to try to justify this in a way that doesn't make me seem racist. I know. We listen back to our episode where we covered all of Ching Chang's appearances. Yeah, that was a tough sit. It was a tough was sit. That to watch. Was, that that was that the, the first one? Was that the first fucking we one we did? <laughs> that was the first one we did. It's like, what? We're doing fucking Ching Chang, Uncle Roy, and now Rob Schneider. I keep saying it. And I'm going to keep saying it. We're doing this wrong. Uh, don't forget Carol. <laughs> Did you forget Carol? Jimmy Fallon is the, the fucking DJ guy. And the lesbian. And the, Jim, every the one guy. of these is wrong. Canteen Boy. We're hitting the classics is what we're doing. Canteen Boy. At least I feel like some people probably remember that fondly for the Alec Baldwin one. Uh, then they're, they are wrong. Uh, all right. So let's... Let's finish off the You Like the Juice, guys. From Season 18, Episode 20, May 15th, 1993, this episode aired on my 11th birthday. For some reason, as we were talking about it, I felt like we'd already watched it. I was like, oh shit, that's right, we gotta watch another one. Nope. Uh, this is a birthday episode for me. Oh, I, 11 years old. I don't, nah. No, I was watching SNL back then. Um, maybe not live. I, no, the first episode I watched live was Season 19. I don't think I was staying up late at 11 years old that would come at 12 uh, all right so from season 18 episode 20 hosted by kevin klein it's the second appearance this sketch titled the juice he's gonna like it he's gonna yes my friend hi uh, you thanking me for the juice well actually the uh, juice tastes a little odd you know like the juice no, it's just that it's not as good as the way the juice normally tastes, you know? You like the way the juice normally tastes, huh? Yeah, I do. <laughs> normally the juice is good. Normal juice is very good. Very good. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's right. That's right. It is. Yes. I taste the juice. The juices are not good. Right, right. That's what I was saying. It was just juice is rancid. <laughs> juice is very bad for you. Well, you know, it seemed a, a little. I know. throw up. Oh yes, it is Stavros, God of the Juice. Welcome, employees of Habsgiros. Thank you, Stavros, for appearing on Mount Olympus. You like Mount Olympus, eh? Yes, very much. Mother Olympus is good. Yes, good, good. I show you a tour of Mother Olympus, eh? Okay. Poseidon! Show them sea. For who? Right here. Ah, you like the sea, huh? Yes, it's fine. Sea is good, huh? Yes, it's good. Look, about the juice. <laughs> yes! Make thunder for people! You like the thunder, eh? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Thunder, is thunder is good. Yes, yes. Very loud. Yes, yes. Makes you jump, eh? You see the light, then you hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, look, Stavros, about the juice. You like the juice, eh? Yes. Yes. yes, yes, You good. just came for the juice. Yes. You don't yes. want to stay too long. No, exactly. no. Mother Olympus is boring you. No, yeah. no, no, it's no. not. I get you the juice. Mm. God, I had this terrible dream. Yes? I dreamt I was in this really idiotic sketch. This is really good. Oh, no, it's not a dream. You think sketch is stupid, yes? Yeah, yeah, I do. You can't believe characters were brought back, eh? <laughs> no, no, I guess not. We never do sketch again. Born! Born! What, what, what's up? End sketch for the man. You want me to end the sketch? Yes, yes, I would. Sketch is very, very thin. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Shh, you'll wake Timmy. And we're back. Holy fucking shit. Uh, Literally. That was that was really bad. That was I, amazing. That was amazing? That was the greatest shit sketch I've ever seen in my life. You, now you like it, Jews, huh? They went to Mount Olympus and met the Greek gods to give them god juice. Stavros, god of the juice? How do you think they explained this? There's no fucking way that this was like a, you mentioned that Christian Slater probably saw the weed sketch and well, let's do that again. There's no fucking way Kevin Klein knew what the fucking you like of the juice sketch was. They had to explain this to him. You're gonna be the Greek god of juice, and you're gonna be like you like it a juice, eh? How the fuck did that conversation go? Yeah, it's it's absurd that they brought it back. And again, I I was getting a lot of Stockholm laughter. It's funny in a non-funny way, almost, but then it's also just you like it a juice over and over again. But it's conflicting because I'm thinking. Remember, I'm still thinking of what would the movie of these the, the you like it a juice guys be? And my thought was, you basically do the plot of Good Burger. You know, the juice is like the secret ingredient that makes the place successful, but a rival uh, place steals the juice, and they got to go on an adventure to get the juice back, right? But they that's, did that in this sketch. <laughs> but the, what I'm saying is that's the lot. Well, no, that's the thing. This, this is like the eighth 
you like of the Jews sketch you do. You don't go to Greek gods and sketch too. This is the the literal deus ex machina in the third act of the movie when they've lost the juice to the rivals and it's like, all hope is lost. The, the gyro place is closing. What are we going to do? Well, let's go back to the source of the juice. And they did it in fucking sketch number two. Uh, well, I'm glad you appreciated it. I did like how the sketch opened with just Mike Myers going like, it could use more juice. <laughs> like, they're already like going, we know this is a shitty sketch. And also, that is where I thought the juice sketch was going to go. I forgot. I'm sure I've seen this before. Completely fucking somehow forgot about Mount Olympus. I thought the twist of this sketch was he doesn't like the juice. And it was just going to be spiraling. You don't like the juice? And that's that was going to be and it was going to be more grounded in a reality of a place that doesn't involve Greek gods. Little did I know, fucking Greek gods. Yes, because the juice is a rancid. It's a no good. Nobody likes the juice today. So they have to go to Mount Olympus where they meet Stavros, the god of the juice. As well See, as Poseidon and Zeus. They get more juice. And then we end in another meta uh, way where Mike Myers has still been in the gyro place while they were in Greece. And he wakes up. He's like, oh, I dreamed I was in a... And a real bad sketch. Oh no, it's not a dream. And then they even bring out Lauren, who's like, "You don't like it, a sketch." See, what I would have done is, yeah, Michael Myers come. Mike, I keep saying Michael Myers. I keep calling him the the killer from the Halloween movies. Mike Myers says, "Uh, you know what? I, I don't know if I like the juice. You don't like it, a juice. I don't like it, a juice." And then they get into an argument about it. And then he's like, I can make better juice than you. And then they have a juice making contest and a juice taste testing contest. And they have to ask. And the entire cast comes in. You like it a juice? Yeah, but you like it a this juice? Which juice do you like it a better? And then they they like Mike Myers juice better. So they hire him. And then he like magically transforms into one of the you like it a juice guys. Like <laughs> a mustache like appears on his face. And then he's like, you like it a juice, huh? And then it becomes like a horror movie. That's how I would have done this sketch. Uh, if only the you like it a juice guys cross over to season 19 and we got to see more of their adventures. Well, like, remember that uh, Ben Stiller show sketch with uh, T.J. O'Pooter Toots? Where it's like the evil Bennigans kind of place? Yeah. I wanted, I wanted like a you like it the juice guy sketch that ends like that. Like, in a, like, a, like a horrifying reality of what happens with the juice guys. The juice is people. <laughs> the juice is a people. You like it a people? Or the juice is just like old Greek guys piss. You like it a juice? I'll make more juice for you. Uh, I don't know. So you, you now officially like the juice? What I'm saying is I see more potential in the juice than clearly you do. And I think any of the people who are involved in this sketch see in it. I think at this point, the... The annual let's make fun of the nature of the sketch at the end and go on meta. I think that's the wrong way to go. I think you just get more and more ridiculous, but you have to space it out. Greek gods is at least sketch five, if not sketch eight. You can you can go crazier and crazier and then eventually get there. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know the general consensus on the you like of the juice guys. I don't know if it's a uh, a well liked. I'm, I imagine it's not a well liked sketch. <laughs> Among fans of Saturday Night Live. I don't think so. I don't think a lot of fans of Saturday Night Live are like us, which is to say, people who hate Saturday Night Live. I love Saturday Night Live. And I have I have a fond place in my heart for the You Like of the Juice guys. But I can't quite call it a, a successful sketch. 
Uh, I mean, I, again, it it sold me, but I think it sold me on its hypothetical. I didn't necessarily like this sketch, and I didn't like the previous one, but I don't know. I, I feel like I want to go back in time and become a writer of SNL in the 90s and pitch just nothing but you like the Juice Guys sketches every week. <laughs> who's, who's, the new, who's the new guy just pitching the juice? He kept That's pitching Juice Guys sketches. He in the corner. We fired him, and he just keeps yeah. coming back. You like my script? Eh? <laughs> it's with the juice guys, no? That could have been another sketch. They're in this, the SNL writer's room, and Rob Smigel and all these guys are, are pitching it, and they're going, you like it a new sketch? <laughs> no, we don't want it anymore. We did it twice now. You like it a sketch, huh? <laughs> I, like I say, it's always held a place in my heart, uh, be, purposefully because it's bad. I mean, like, when, if you're a true SNL fan... You have to admit to yourself that the show sucks about 65% of the time. And then there's like 40% of the time where it's good. And then there's like, whatever the math is, what's that? 10% of the time where it's great. But you have to appreciate the shit to get to the, the gold. Like you have to take the good and the bad, the yin and the yang of SNL. My, bit of, my only bit of curiosity at this point is, is this even known? Like... If they did like a worst top ten worst sketch, would this like make it on like the Looper countdown or whatever on YouTube, or is this just like us? Like we remember it, but like nobody really remembers the sketch at all. Yeah, I don't think it's notorious. I well, it's also you know we used to say you like it a juice when we were kids because I, again I was watching SNL at this time and um I I as I was watching that sketch I was getting flashbacks of Dad being pissed off at this sketch. He's like, what the fuck is this? And then, as a joke, of, we we would kind of use that as a joke of a bad sketch. Like, every time there was a bad SNL sketch, it'd be like, Oh, these sketches are bad, huh? You're not liking a sketch. <laughs> I mean, and that's so much of, like, my memories of things. Like, like nobody probably remembers the movie uh, My Father the Hero, but it's such a big part of my life, even though I've never seen it, because I we recorded the commercial on a fucking Simpsons tape. So much shit is like that. And you like it, the juice just feels like something like that. Like you talk to twenty SNL fans, one of them is gonna remember you like it, the juice, oh, and it'll be us. <laughs> All right. Well, we got one more Rob Schneider recurring character. This one, his most famous one, Orgasm Guy. Do you have any familiarity with Orgasm Guy? I vaguely remember it, but I could just be remembering yesterday when I scanned through this to make sure it looked good. Like, that could uh, be my, my, my fucking Mandela Effect memory of this. Yeah, well, uh, now that we've seen Sensitive Naked Man, that you uh, you put your weed in there, guy, and that you like the juice guys, uh, can you guess what Orgasm Guy is going to do over and over and over again? At least he's not the sensitive naked orgasm guy. That'd be... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so orgasm who likes, guy. Who likes the juice? The sensitive... <laughs> who likes the juice? And then puts his weed in there. Oh, no. I like the, the juice too much. Uh, all right, so from season 18, episode 9, hosted by Glenn Close. Glenn Close, one of the worst SNL hosts of all time. Oh, that's sad. I like Glenn Close. I, she hosted twice. Both of her episodes were... I mean, it's not all her fault. She's not funny. But also the episodes weren't funny either. Both Glenn Close episodes are pretty abysmal. Uh, but this is from, I think, her second 
hosting episode. The episode that brought us the debut of Orgasm Guy. Welcome to the premiere episode of Orgasm Guy. Oh my god, is that a cum front? Apparently it is. Hey. Hey guys, did the game start yet? No, just about to. All right, well, I'd like to meet my brother, Ron, okay? Oh, I forgot the beer. I'll, I'll be right back. Hi. Hey, Ron. Hi. So, you live in Boston? Yeah, I'm just in town for the Jonathan Demi Film Festival. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, you like Jonathan Demi, huh? Yeah, last night they showed Married to the Mob. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that was a that was a terrific film, and I just you know I adored something wild. Oh God! No! Oh. Well, you know what movie of his I kind of liked? Melvin and Howard. Yeah, that was okay, but uh, there's no something wild. Oh God! Oh! I mean, I love anything with Melanie Griffith. Oh! oh. And we're back. I I hate our podcast. Not, I hate it. Did not care for orgasm guy. <laughs> and uh, I got no Stockholm laughter uh, every time Rob Schneider heard something that he liked and had an orgasm. Unlike You Like of the Juice, it did not get, or uh, you could put your weed in there, it did not get funnier or, again, funnier might be the wrong word. Uh, more tolerable. I don't know. Sometimes these, I feel like these sketches are breaking me down. Just like they're beating me in the brain so hard that it makes me laugh for some reason. But not Orgasm Guy. Okay. It has a cum font. That's not even a thing that should exist. That I should <laughs> see. I shouldn't be able to say those words together in a way that, that corresponds to anything in reality. A font in the style of semen. Yeah, no, it's that's right after uh, Comic Sans MS. You see the cum font. You know, so many people complain about Comic Sans. I feel like they don't know that there's a cum font. <laughs> you got you got to upgrade your Office 365 package to get the cum font. Fucking Wingdings has got nothing on cum font. <laughs> but yeah, orgasm guy. Uh, again, much like Sensitive Naked Man, I do appreciate that they had the title card. This is the sketch called Orgasm Guy. So you know what's going to happen. Get right into it. Again, I think it ruined it. I think you just go right into it and you don't introduce it as Orgasm Guy. Yeah, but here's the problem with doing it that way. You can have Rob Schneider come in and go, hey, my name is Jeff. Hey, and then introduce his orgasm slowly. And then you have David Spade come in and go, oh, yeah, he has this thing where uh, he has orgasms uncontrollably when he hears things he likes. Or you can just say, hey. This is a one-joke sketch. Rob Schneider's going to make orgasm faces. Let's just call it Orgasm Guy and tell the audience it's Orgasm Guy. Can I tell you how I would have done this sketch? He comes in. Somebody says something like, uh, you know, hey, uh, did you see the game last night? Oh, I'm having an orgasm. And then you cut to Orgasm Guy, but you do a full theme song. And then the theme song keeps going. It's like too many cooks. It's like the entire length of the sketch is just explaining the premise of he's the orgasm guy. He has orgasms based on random arbitrary things. Look at him orgasm over baseball. Look at him orgasm over this. And then it ends. And then it goes into the sketch. And he's just like, did you just have an orgasm? Yeah, it's weird. And then it ends. <laughs> <laughs> With a three minute closing theme song. Yeah. 
Do you remember the orgasm guy? All right, all right. So, any any more thoughts on orgasm guy before I have, we move into I have into nothing his last but thoughts appearance. on. Do you think you want to move on from orgasm guy? Explain the premise of orgasm guy to me. Uh, he has orgasms. <laughs> yes, I know. But the what is the context of the orgasm? Because like sometimes, so I guess the idea is they're trying to figure out what gives him an orgasm. Because sometimes it does, and sometimes it doesn't. But by the end. Is there a pattern to the orgasms that I didn't pick up on, or is it random? I don't think it's random. I, there's things he likes and things he doesn't like. So some things give him orgasms, some things don't give him orgasms. I meant random from our perspective. Yeah, for personal from his perspective. But there's no, like, puzzle to this that I'm supposed to be able to figure out, like, oh, this kind of thing gives him an orgasm and this doesn't. No, I don't. because I, I don't think so. Because at the end, when David Spade's like, yeah, I went... I, I, read Premier Magazine. It's printed on 100% recycled paper. And there's an interview with Jonathan Demme, who's doing a movie with Michelle Pfeiffer. And then like all those, I think David Spade just knows the things that gives him orgasm. But I don't think there's any rhyme or reason, like thematically, of what gives him an orgasm. Because there's like a thread in the the middle of the sketch where Glenn Close and Kevin Nealon are like, oh, we know what's happening now. And we're in on this. We want to figure out what gives them the orgasm. Is it this type of beer or is it this type of beer, but in a bottle? So it's like, I don't know, it feels like there's something to figure out. And then by the end, it's like, oh, I guess there wasn't anything to figure out. Yeah, I don't think there was anything to figure out. I think they were just having fun watching him have orgasms. I don't know if they were uh, very inquisitive as to what gives him orgasms. Ah, I didn't see any detective work on their part. And also, Rob Schneider, has he ever had an actual orgasm? Well, that's exactly how I look. He must have done some research because he's copying my O face perfectly. It just, those were some of the fakest stories. I, I will not have what he's having. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, would it surprise you that the last appearance of Orgasm Guy gets a bit meta, if I do remember correctly? Well, after the fucking You Like It, the Juice sketches, not, not at all. Yeah, this comes from Season 19, Episode 20, hosted by Heather Locklear. This is Rob Schneider's final episode as an SNL cast member. So he gave us one last orgasm guy. <laughs> Which I think is the joke, but yeah, it is silly that it's like, does, does he go out on Richmeister? Does he go out on Sensitive Naked Man? Does he go out on, you You put your weed in there? No, he goes out on Orgasm Guy. Well, one they, final appearance. What was it uh, when Kate McKinnon left? It was like the... The old alien abduction lady was like her last sketch, I think. Yeah. And I thought that was uh, weird. Like, didn't she have a better sketch to go out on? I don't know. I, I Yeah, I'm always curious of like people's going out sketches. Because sometimes you get like season finales and it's like, oh, I think that's that person's last sketch. And then they're on the show for 10 more years and you're like, oh. Like every season with Keenan Thompson. Oh, that was got to right. be his last sketch, right? Oh, uh, he's doing what's up with that for one final time. It will never be one final time. It will always be on. All right, so you ready for our last orgasm, guy? Yeah. All right, push and play. Oh, and apparently this was a Christmas episode. That was the Christmas episode? Know me from my most popular character, Orgasm Guy. Oh. 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 Thank you. 
But did you know that popular as it is in this country, orgasm guy is even more popular in Europe. It's true. L'homme d'orgasme is the number one television show in France, Belgium, and French-speaking areas of Switzerland. Wait, that was it? That was it. We're, we're back already. I assumed there'd be a series of them. Uh, nope. That was the last appearance of Orgasm Guy. Uh, I didn't like that, and neither did the audience. Uh, that that was fucking crickets. And I mean, you you mentioned it went meta. This time, uh, Rob Schneider, who I guess is basically saying I'm leaving the show, and you remember my best sketch, Orgasm Guy, it's been translated into other countries... I wanted, like, just all racist stereotypes of other different countries. I wanted Rob Schneider in blackface having orgasms. But it was just the French version. And yeah, I just, I don't, I mean, yeah, it just kept going and going. Yeah, there's just, it's a French guy making orgasms. It's basically the same sketch, just with a French guy. And then Schneider comes in at the end, and they both have orgasm faces. The only thing making this worthwhile is Norm MacDonald speaking in French when he goes, That's eh, impossible there. Oh, 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 Vous êtes cousin? Il y a deux. C'est impossible there. Norm MacDonald not giving a shit can save any sketch. <laughs> it's just this French guy making orgasm faces and then Norm like, Sacre blue. Was that anybody, that guy playing the French guy? Uh, no, I have no idea who that guy is. And uh, according to SNL archives, neither does anyone else. I, I wanted to ask that about the weed sketch. Was that A. Whitney Brown as the other cop? Uh, Tom Davis. That was Tom Davis? It didn't look like Tom Davis to me. Yeah, that was Tom Davis. But yeah, this this French guy who plays the French orgasm guy is not listed on SNL archives. I don't believe anyone knows who the fuck this guy is. And it's good that he dies in obscurity. Uh, probably. Man, yeah, that, that orgasm guy sketch, that was... That was crappy. I was gonna say, and I, I forgot to say this in the previous one, uh, you mentioned Glenn Close and now she's not very funny, whatever. She's still, like, a really respectable actress. I, she's kind of won an Oscar at some point, right? Uh, no, been nominated eight times, I believe, and never won. Really? That's insane to me. Uh, but yeah, like, every like three years or so, they just nominate Glenn Close for some shitty movie and they're like, uh, we got to give it to her before she dies, right? Like she was nominated for playing Mama and Hillbilly Elegy. I really liked her in The Wife. I, I was sad she didn't get it for that. Um, uh, yeah, she was nominated for that. Uh, that movie was boring as fuck. I thought she was good in it, though. Um, but no, it's, it's like, I kind of felt bad for Rob Schneider, like this, like incredibly accomplished actress, and, I, and I'm, I'm working next to her, doing my orgasm face. <laughs> but I didn't feel bad for him in this sketch. Bad for who? Norm? No, Rob Schneider. <laughs> oh, for Rob Schneider. Uh, I thought you meant you felt bad for Glenn Close. No, I felt bad for Rob Schneider because I feel well. I don't know. Does he have any respect for Glenn Close? Maybe not. But I just feel like if I was in that position, I'm like, hey, Glenn Close, I really respect you as an actress. Here's my O face. <laughs> uh, Alright, so any, anything else to say about Orgasm Guy? I got nothing more to say about Orgasm Guy or the French version of Orgasm Guy. No, and I'm 
can I throw this out here and make a command decision? Can we just skip the Hitler sketch and end this now? Uh, you sure you don't want a palate cleanser? Because this is a pretty funny one. You're sure? If I, I remember correctly, this is a pretty funny sketch. If it's not, I might fucking kill myself. I think I remember liking this one. Uh, this is uh, our one last sketch. It's a non-recurring character, but Rob Schneider plays Hitler in this sketch. And it's from season 18, episode 16, hosted by the Crying Games' Miranda Richardson. It's five minutes long, guys. <laughs> all right, fine. It's all right. It, it'll breeze through. I, I think I think this is a good one. It's been a while since I've seen it, but go ahead and press play Daniel, on Daniel, I don't know how to tell you this, but there won't be a wedding. Well, we can't live in sin, darling. Mother won't have it. Oh, Daniel, this is so hard for me. I'm already married. Oh, God. I shouldn't have deceived you, I know, but... I wanted to save your life, and I thought if you had something to look forward to, it might make the difference. Oh, Danny, will you be all right? Oh, yes, don't worry about old Danny. Remember, you're talking to the chap who dropped the bomb that killed Hitler. Oh, Danny. <laughs> I did kill Hitler, didn't I? Danny, you were in agony. I thought that perhaps thinking you were a hero might help pull you through. Yes, yes. Well, I was wondering why there was nothing in the papers. <laughs> well, that's all right. I must have taken out some of the top Jerry's when I hit Gestapo headquarters. <laughs> I did hit Gestapo headquarters, didn't I? Um, no, Danny. Oh. Well, um, what did I hit, Janet? Janet? The children's school next door. <laughs> but you mustn't think about that. You must put all that behind you and get on with your life. Yes, well, hang it all. You're right. I'm young, I'm able-bodied, I'm... Daniel, there's something else. <laughs> oh, God. My leg. They couldn't save it. Oh, Daniel, you kept asking if you'd ever play football for Newcastle again, and I couldn't bring myself to tell you. Oh, I understand, not to worry. Any team that can beat Liverpool 8-1 to one doesn't need old Danny. <laughs> Newcastle did win, didn't they? They lost. 27 nothing. I just couldn't bring myself to tell you. Oh, well, 27 goals. Who scored them? It was my husband. Oh, your husband. Well, he obviously he has three legs to score all those goals. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? He does have three legs, Daniel. <laughs> well, that's a coincidence. Him with three and me with one. It is a coincidence, isn't it? Oh, Daniel, I feel awful. After the doctors amputated your leg, they were just going to throw it away. My husband used to joke about wanting a third leg, and your blood types match. Oh, Daniel, say you're not cross with me. Oh, no, heavens no, Janet. At least an Englishman got my leg. If I'd been shot down over Germany, some Jerry would be walking around with it. And we wouldn't want that now, would we? Oh, Daniel, this is so hard for me, but... You might as well know. 
This is my hustle. <laughs> Couldn't tag. And we're back. Was it worth it seeing Rob Schneider as Hitler with a third leg? You know, no, well, yes and no. The problem is, I just watched eight other fucking sketches of shitty Rob Schneider characters. Had I not watched any of those and just watched this sketch, I'd be having a grand old time. But no, <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I couldn't laugh at it because I kept remembering Orgasm Guy and, and Sensitive Naked Man. Yeah, that's also the problem with SNL is that sometimes... Sometimes you do get, like, a really great sketch, but sometimes it's after, like, three or four shitty sketches, and you're like, oh, is that sketch good, or is it just better than the other ones? And it's hard to tell. But I enjoyed the sketch Bad News from the Miranda Richards episode, Richardson episode. Mike Myers is in a hospital bed. He's about to get married to his nurse. Turns out his nurse was lying to him just to make him feel better as he was recovering. She can't marry him because she's already married. But there's more. He also didn't kill Hitler. He didn't blow up Gestapo headquarters. He accidentally blew up a children's school next door to Gestapo headquarters. He's also missing a leg. His favorite football team lost because her husband scored 27 goals against them. Her husband is Hitler who has his third leg. Yeah, it gets to a level of absurdity that is brilliant, and I I did love it. It's just... I. I don't know. I, I, I'm not in the, the... I don't have the ability to love anything anymore. All I can think of is... Do, do you think when, when he put that third leg on Hitler, that he put his weed in there? <laughs> I think that was actually the cock sock that he was wearing for Sensitive Naked Man. It was Hitler's third leg. Uh, no, but this no, this is a legitimately just genius written sketch. It just gets to ridiculous levels and I loved every minute of it. I just couldn't uh, express that love because my soul has died. Yeah, and I like I like Mike Myers' performance. He's doing the stiff upper lip. Oh, that's alright. Well, I did blow up the children's hospital. Well, at least my favorite football team won. Oh no, they lost. Oh well, uh, you know... It, 27 nothing. Oh, someone must have a third leg to, to score all those goals. Oh, yes, he does have a third leg. And he's my husband. And this is my husband. And then he's like, well, at least an Englishman got my leg. I'd hate if some German got my leg. This is my husband. <laughs> Fucking Rob Schneider as Hitler with three legs. When when was this sketch in relation to the English patient? I wonder, I was wondering if this was like a riff on that. Uh, no, this would have been before. This was when, uh, Miranda Richardson was promoting The Crying Game, which was 93. I guess The Crying Game was way before The English Patient. Uh, Yeah. Alright, I I got nothing else. Rob Schneider's Hitler? And I mean that in many ways, because he's a right-wing asshole, he plays Hitler in this, and this was a holocaust of an episode. (laughs) Uh, I I enjoyed Rob Schneider as Hitler. I thought he made a good Hitler. <laughs> Maybe it's typecasting, I don't know, but I enjoyed his Hitler performance. Much more than Orgasm Guy, I'll say. Oh, no, certainly this was the best sketch of these this lot. It didn't even belong here. It's not a recurring character. You just wanted to watch no. Rob Schneider as Hitler. It was a palate cleanser. But you know what I could... Well, I was going to say I didn't expect You Like It A Juice to be the best of the recurring sketches, but I probably would have if you had you put a gun to my head. I probably, yeah, no, I knew going in that I would like you like it the juice the most, and I didn't really like it that much. But compared to everything else, not counting the Hitler sketch. Yeah, I thought I would like Sensitive Naked Man more, 
That's why I put that one first. I put Sensitive Naked Man first because I was like, okay, this is good. Turned out it wasn't good. And then I put Out of Africa next because I was like, this is probably the worst. And then I was like, all right, you like the juice. We'll have fun with that. Then I put Orgasm Guy at the end. I shouldn't have included Orgasm Guy. <laughs> well, I, in retrospect, I remember the second Sensitive Naked Man sketch very vividly. Like, I think I'd seen that in reruns multiple times. I didn't remember the first one or any of the other ones other than You Like It or Juice. I, I don't think I ever saw Orgasm Guy growing up. Uh, I didn't either. Um, and I think that was the joke of Orgasm. You know, when he comes out and he's like, my most popular character, Orgasm Guy. <laughs> like, it wasn't his most popular character. That was the joke. But yeah, that that's a weird sketch to bring back for your final episode. Okay, so we're never doing this again. Uh, oh, well, we might. Uh, we still have Star Keisha. <laughs> okay, speaking of that, uh, if we want to go to my list of movies. Yeah, uh, so this was this was my pick, the Rob Schneider hodgepodge. So what will we be watching next week? Well, speaking of Star Keisha, I did get Loquisha. Have you ever seen heard of that movie? Uh, is that the white guy who does a black voice on the radio? Yeah. I only heard of it because you brought it up at one point. All right, but I also got The Godson. Uh, I could watch The Godson. That's the Kevin McDonald, Rodney Dangerfield? Uh, no, it's uh, Dom DeLuise. Is, is Rodney oh, Dangerfield he... also in it? I think Rodney Dangerfield's in that. I know it's Dom DeLuise and Kevin McDonald. Pretty sure it's got Dangerfield in it, too. Okay, well, I got that. Uh, I also... Wait, do you want to do The Godson, or do you want to jump into Silence of the Hams? You know, after this, I fuck it, you know, we might as well. I was saying, let's save that for a special occasion, but I just watched eight fucking nine goddamn Rob Schneider sketches. I feel like this is a special occasion as anything. Fuck it, you're right. Let's do goddamn Silence of the Hams next week. Well, in two hey, weeks. It... It works for me, featuring one-time SNL host Charlene Tilton. If Dom DeLuise isn't an honorary SNL cast member, even though he's never been on the show, I don't know who is. Uh, what else? Oh, and the old lady from Moving Violations. Uh, oh, but that's right. It's canonical enough. No, that that totally fits. Uh, all right, so I'm, I'm totally on board for this decision. Okay, well, because this, I've, I'm just really curious, because we've watched so many of the bad movie movies, and I want to watch, like, what would have been those movies in the 90s. This, there's also, was it Fatal Instinct, I think was the other one? Fatal Instinct. I, I remember enjoying National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Uh, those are, like, the big three that I, I can't really think of anything beyond that. But uh, Jane Austen's Mafia. <laughs> well, we, not that we've already, haven't already watched. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, but uh, but yeah, let's let's uh, let's do Silence of the Hams next week. All right, uh, Dom DeLuise is Hannibal Cannibal Pizza in The Silence of the Hams, also featuring Billy Zane. I believe he plays Joe D. Foster. Oh God, this is gonna be this is gonna oh, be yeah. amazing. It it, it gonna be something. It's gonna be the Silence of the Hams. Um, this is, I think we're ending the podcast. This is going to be the last episode. Uh, all right. So join us for our series finale where we bring back our most popular characters. 
Uh, the Silence of the Hams next week. I'm up for that. Yeah. All right. Anything else? No, I think we're done. We like the juice. We didn't like the All juice. Right. We didn't like the cum juice from Orgasm Guy. We like the juice, and we get yeah. off of this shit. Get it? You want to get off of the shit? You like get off the shit? We're you want to end the podcast now? We're going to end the podcast. You like the end of the podcast. You <laughs> like it when we say get off the shit? Just cycle this for like an hour. Just keep going. We say get off the shit now. We get it off the shit. Cause you like it when we say get off the shit. We say get off the shit now. Get, get off the shit. shit. You like the juice, huh? Lay back with my mind on my money and my money on my mind. The juice is good, eh? Like the juice, eh? <laughs> you don't like the juice?